0: of Funny Games Daily of 2022 of course I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the new face of video games blessing Eddie Oye Jr. what's up Tim
2: I love the I love the sweatshirt I know I've seen it probably like 10 times by now but mm. every single time I see it I'm like dude that's fresh
0: it's the cancel badges and I've been wearing it a lot yeah but I had to wear it today to celebrate story number one of course of this episode of kind of funny I mean games today, Tim
2: we'll get to you in a bit. I had to wear my shadow chain today because I had to celebrate Sonic Prime came out last night, Tim. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you that I watched the first episode, and it is genuinely fantastic.
0: Dude, that's what I've been hearing. Everyone's been telling me that this one's actually good. Somewhere in between the original 90s cartoon and the later 90s cartoon, when I say original and later, I think the difference was, like, 1992 and 1994. But Mm -hmm. still, there was a vast difference between those. And I'm like, that's a good place to be.
2: Yeah. I've been – I've not been watching the trailers. I've not been – except for the trailers that we've seen during live streams and Sonic directs and all those things, right? I've not really cared about Sonic Prime just as an idea just because I'm, like – I oh, don't know, man. I didn't really expect it to be great. I know Sonic see, people like the Sonic Boom cartoon, but I didn't even watch the Sonic Boom cartoon at least that many episodes of it, so I wasn't really paying that much mind to it. Uh, but I saw the reviews go up, and I was like, you know what, man? Let me watch the first episode. I had time last night. Let me let me put it up. And one, I wasn't expecting it to be like a forty-five minute long episode. I was thinking that it was going to be the standard twenty-minute yeah. you know cartoon thing. Um, and so, like, I got halfway through, and I was like, oh, this is still going. But also. I don't I'm want this in. to stop. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm so... I, I did not know what the premise of it is. I'm not even going to say the premise if somehow y'all have missed the premise of it. Um, But once it gets further into the episode, there are some moments that happen where I'm like, oh, shit. This is really cool. This is a really good take on Sonic the Hedgehog. And so if you're a Sonic fan or if you just like cartoons, highly recommend, go check out Sonic Prime on Netflix. We're not sponsored. Hell yeah, though. I'm happy for you. I'm probably going to skip
0: out on this one.
2: But, uh, Dude, I recommend just watch right, the first episode. Just, it the, got just the first it episode. You got me. <laughs> if, you, if you watch the first episode and you're like, eh, then, you know, don't watch the rest. If you, I just okay. want to hear what
0: you okay. think about the first okay, episode. I, I will do that for you. Absolutely. You. Kev, I do want to get, say a quick note. We didn't hear the intro. So I don't know if there's something we need to do so uh, that we can hear it
1: also didn't hear it i'm working on that right now
0: okay very cool very cool while you do that let me tell you everybody that this is kind of funny games daily where each and every weekday we come at you live right on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and youtube.com slash kind of funny games with all of the video game news that you need to know all right if you wanted to get the show ad free though you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers where y'all at where y'all at there you are deliney Delaney Twining, one up pest control, Gwinnett, Brian Cheney, Alex Gradle, Jason L, the nanobiologist, Derek Garrick, Donald Eccles, and Jason L. Thank you also very very much. Today we're brought to you by the Fixture S2, Meundy's Policy Genius, and Shopify, uh, and also a little housekeeping for you. Want to let you know that it is the 12 days of Pabst, and PBR is giving away free stuff on their Instagram account all this week. Today is the final day, and at 1 p.m. today, so after games daily, uh, later on in the middle of this day, 1 p.m. Pacific. Blessing at Eoye Jr. and Paps Blue Ribbon are teaming up going live together on Instagram. You can check that out on Instagram.com uh, slash vids. It'll be on the Kinda funny account. You can win a whole bunch of cool stuff, including a custom arcade cabinet, the PBR Cade. Yeah, there you go. A vintage ah. jukebox <laughs> hack to dispense PBR cans, free PBR for a year, and more PBR stuff. It's all Paps Blue Ribbon on Instagram going live uh, with kindofunnyvids this Friday, today, 1 p.m. Pacific with Bless. You excited? I'm excited. Hell yeah. I'm excited for you, Bless. But I'm excited to get to the news because it's time to begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen. Thank you very much. And real quick, just letting everyone know, this is the final Kind of Funny Games Daily of 2022. We will return on Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023.
2: That's Three. a wild year <laughs> to,
0: to exist. <laughs> I don't. I'm not okay with that. I'm not. How okay are we with there? How are we here? Whatsoever, Kev. How are we looking on audio? Are we good to go?
2: Uh,
1: let me see.
2: There we go. Yeah, there we go. I'm hearing it. Early. Also, this is the first I'm hearing that we're not returning on Monday. I thought we were coming back on Monday the second. You're telling me Tuesday the third? We're coming back on Monday, but like we're not live. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, uh, now we're we're gonna get uh, back into the swing of things. There's no games daily, oh, it's is what I'm. Oh, gonna. oh, I see, I see, I see. Right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, story number one, everybody, Your boys excited. The huh. Pokemon anime anime is <laughs> hell saying of good- <laughs> hell, hell of a shot. shot. <laughs> 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 the we'll the Pokemon anime <laughs> is saying goodbye to Ash and Pikachu. Um, they died. A, the ass of Pikachu. The, the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, god there's an energy already everybody uh i want to watch this this uh trailer that the pokemon account put out because uh just to set the stage for everybody um if you didn't know somehow if you were living under a rock and haven't heard me speak any words in the last month ash ketchum has become the world champion the very best like no one ever was just just a couple weeks ago it was
1: impossible
0: and um it was kind of wrapping up the gen 8 of uh the pokemon anime and there was a couple episodes after that win and a lot of people were like where's it gonna go from here when there's the gen 9 anime which was like unofficially announced like it wasn't like there wasn't like a statement on this is what it's going to be it's ash and these companions everyone's like what is going on i've been watching the show week to week for the last I mean, for a while now. Mm -hmm. Um, And the last couple episodes, definitely not nearly as banger as him winning, uh, but they were doing some cool stuff where his companion Go was going out and like trying to catch Mew. There was, like, a lot of legendary raids going on. Gary Oak was hanging out oh, with them. Oh, shit, my like, guy Gary. There was some cool stuff. Um, but Is he it, still an asshole? It, uh, no, he's lightened up. He's lightened Uh-oh. up. He's kind of, like, more of the friendly rival type uh, now. I like that. Yeah, but he's out there doing research and shit. Like, they did a cool thing with this character. But um, there was still a lot of questions of what's what's actually going down. So this morning, actually, in, well, in Japan, I guess their afternoon, but morning for us, um, from my understanding, the final episode of this season aired. Um, so I still haven't seen that, so I don't really know all the, the details of it all. But coinciding with that, the Pokémon Twitter announced what is actually happening with the, the future of the Pokémon anime, and I'm very excited. So let's oh. check this out.
3: Next time. Monster, naru, uh, we yeah,
2: yeah, and next week's episode no in Japan will feature Pikachu having a special 1 day.
3: Special and
2: now for oh, a major announcement. <laughs> <laughs> the feature of Pokemon. I'm just. I, I have to like guess what they're saying. An important announcement.
0: So we got going through the history.
2: Of every episode. Have, every have many encounters and have made many exciting memories. <laughs>
3: Oh god. This fucking carry out, baby. They're
2: this- going, there, blessed. Oh my god. So we got Miss, we got Brock. Every adventure is another step to the long path of becoming Pokemon Master, A dream that never ends. The final chapter in Ash and Pikachu's story. The final chapter in the story, 11 episodes, 11 episodes, holy cow, to air starting Friday, January 13th in Japan. Now we got a special announcement.
1: I I turned your camera off so we can see it.
2: It looks like they're showing off uh, the next season, which is the next Pallia region season. And we got some new characters. New characters, a new
0: protagonist for new the protagonist. first time in Pokemon history. Holy Now, cow. let's get into this. So, what's happening here, Bless, is mm. there's three separate projects going on. Um, next week, we are getting uh, what seems to be in the alternate timeline. If I'm understanding this correctly, somebody can, you're wrong me because it is a little confusing. A couple years back, they started releasing a line of movies um, that were like alternate universe Ash and Pikachu. It was kind of like a, a reboot where it's like, going back to the beginning, but things are a little bit different. And there's been two movies so far. This seems to be like the third movie to kind of like close that all up. Kev, that, um, if you could pull up the images that I sent you over, that'd be cool. Image number one is the, the poster for, for this. And I'm really, really excited about this. This is a weird one that I don't think the quality's 100% there. This is, uh, I don't know if you remember the first movie of this series. Why does
2: this look like, uh, wasn't there uh, an anime called Your Name? Yes. Movie called Your New- this, this looks-, looks like that
0: so the art style of this is a lot um higher production value it, they're movies uh-huh. right so yeah. it's like like it's bigger yeah. specials um and the art style i think looks a lot nicer and it's kind of just like a reimagining like uh quickened version of the anime like all packed into one but a couple years ago they put out the first one and that was the one where pikachu spoke and said i love oh you. yeah i remember that was clip like, what the fuck is this <laughs> you know um so with with this this seems to be kind of like ending up that alternate continuity um, storyline going on. Um, so that's kind of cool. Is Pikachu going to be voiced this whole movie? No, he just that was just a one one okay. moment of like power friendship type stuff, right? Um, but anyways, that's that's this. And then the next project is the one that I personally am most excited about and it starts in January. So this is the original key art of oh the, the, first series, the first series. <laughs> oh my right? God. The first, okay, first series, Oh, of... the first series, okay. First series, first series that we all grew up with. Yeah, and God, this brings back memories. Dude. This is the key art of the 11 episode series coming out in january oh shit they're fucking doing the damn thing wow bringing back all the ogs you can see butterfree there with the scarf on oh mr Mond that's out there hanging out with delia ketchum who knows what they're doing you don't you know want to know you don't want to know you don't want to know um but yeah all the ogs are like you can see the entire Kanto squad johto squad like going up on the the left there uh and then some of his more uh modern teams here we got uh officer jenny and nurse joy shout out officer jenny. up there yeah for show um what? But this is, like, really cool, really exciting. It's going to be an 11-episode uh, finale to the story of Ash and Pikachu. And That's amazing. Holy shit. Like, what is that? What's that going to be? Because, I, so it's called uh, Aim to Be a Pokemon Master is the name of the series. That's oh a Japanese God. translation, so it gets a, it's a little wonky there. Yeah. But I, th- I think they're going to do it, bless. I think they're going to do some crazy shit where he catches them all. No <laughs> I think he's going to catch Ho oh bro. I think, he's gonna, I think they're, they're really going to, like, Mm -hmm. bring it back and do anything that they
2: that they that would be hype yeah for people like us that's incredible uh i'm very excited about this i am like uh like seeing this announcement this morning filled me with joy uh and emotion just for uh, nurse joy just for the fact that You know, this brings me back to our our childhood, right? I'm sure this brings everybody back to their childhood because everybody watched the Pokemon anime growing up. Um, But, like, seeing the fact that this journey is coming to an end, even though i have not been paying attention to most of the journey at this point, right, like, I dropped off at Gen 3. Yeah. uh, And, like, I haven't tuned back in until you started talking about it, right? And, like, I've been aware that it's happening but not paying attention to it. But even just seeing... Like, it's, like, it's almost like seeing a friend that you, like, were friends with in elementary school, and then, like, they show up, and all of a sudden, like, I don't, they're achieving their dreams of becoming a Pokemon yeah, master. Dude. That's exactly what this feels like, and so congratulations to Ash. Hope you get to catch them all.
0: So, so here's the thing, Bless. We're not done. There's one extra thing here that gets me really excited, this is Tim Geddes in his full-on get hype get theory mode. Will this happen? Probably not, mm. but what if it did type shit? Can you bring up image number four, Kevin? So, this is going to start in April, the Gen 9 anime. It'll be in Paldea. It'll be the Scarlet and Violet story. You can see the three starters here. We have the two new protagonists, right? And this will be the first time we don't have Ash going on the journey. But if you look at this character, this main character in the front, Mm. what's in her hair? Kevin, can we enhance? Oh, shit. Would that that be possible to enhance? Because what's in the hair is a little hair clip. clip
2: But it looks like. um, That
0: is Ash's. The logo of the indigo league championship
2: that's what it is
0: that ash had on his original hat
2: Oh.
0: so the rumors going on right now you think that that's his are cousin? that that one of them on the right <laughs> the kid on the right is from paldea uh-huh. and that she is a girl from pallet town mm-hmm. so the theory goes mm-hmm. bless what if this takes place in the future this is ash's daughter The 11-episode series is Ash finishing his shit. They age him up. We get adult Ash. He is now just the What if he's like a professor? That's what I'm saying. What if if he's just the Pokemon champion of the world? They go on, they do this stuff, and then forever, we just get Ash for cameo hype moments.
2: (laughs) That's that's wild. That's wild. Y'all saying some wild stuff today. That's crazy, dude. That would be hype.
0: Yeah. It's doubtful, but... I mean, the, the, that is the Indigo League thing. It right? is, dude, which they haven't used. Like, he's had a million different hats since then. Like,
1: but it looks different, right? Like, isn't it like that little ball part on the top, this part?
0: No, that's the hat, dude. Is it? Yeah. I'm looking it up. What I want to know is what's on her necklace. Because I, I, I don't recognize what that could be, but it might just be the anime version of the
2: terrestrialize oh yeah, thingy I bet, or whatever. I, I lo- that's what that looks like. And, yeah, like the ball at the top of the logo is, like, in the oh, hat, it's like shit. like a curve, but I think that's just the animation, right? Like, I think it is probably this, the, the same thing.
0: Yeah. So there we go, man. January. Not going to have to wait long to start getting some answers on this one. So, get like, I, out, obviously, dude. I will be 100% covering all this stuff yeah. here. at kind of funny. In the new year. Um, Cozy Bear Roden said after two decades the Pokémon anime is finally sunsetting Ash. What questions do you want answered or moments do you want to happen during Ash's upcoming final few episodes on the show? Do you have any thoughts?
2: Oh, um, I mean, I want him to reunite with his OG team from season 1. I'd love. To, I mean, it looks like we're going to get a lot of that, right? It looks like Butterfree might return. It looks like um I'm trying to remember the, all the all the Pokémon that Ash said goodbye to, I guess. Like I want to see Squirrel. Cars I want to see the Squirrel Squad. I want to yeah. see the Squirrel Squad come back just for a second. Like, give me a cool Squirrel well, Squad cameo. We have
1: gotten a little bit of that already, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, even on the poster there, you see Squirtle holding his glasses.
2: Let's fuck. Let's freaking go, dude. Um, and yeah, I just want—I I want all that stuff. I want, maybe I want uh, cameos from gym leaders. I'll love to see uh, Sabrina come back, and like I want a moment where all of them are like, "Ah shit, Sabrina!" It's fucking Sabrina! <laughs> shit, <get> her out <laughs> here. Who, like that's the thing is,
0: like throughout time, Ash has gotten so many badges, and like over the the series, they've gotten a little bit more, way, way more legit wins. Mm. But when you think back to the the Kanto gym leaders, like I swear to God, he didn't legit win like half of those badges. Like it was always just really oh, yeah. weird shit.
2: And they're like I guess I'm giving this to you because Sabrina almost psychicked you to death. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to see a. Oh, this might be too much. Like, it might because this would take time to do. But I would like to see a rematch between Charizard and Magmar. Um, oh my god! Because that was such a hype episode. <laughs> the seismic toss yeah, the seismic toss the where he's going around the moon and then brings him back down. Um, I think that would be cool, even if it is just like a. Oh yeah, look, it's Magmar. Oh, Charizard. Do you remember Magmar? Even if it's just that, I, I think that would be dope as fuck.
0: Yeah, I for me, there's something in my eye, but uh, the uh, thing cry. I want you can, can let I know it that I'm, there, there's gonna be a lot of crap, <laughs> everybody. I just want you to know that, like this shit is, it's it's gonna be crazy. But um, I, they got to do something with Ho-Oh. We ended the mm-hmm. first episode of the entire. Si- can you imagine, Bless, that they had the balls to be like, hey, Pokemon, this is a brand new idea. This is the first time these kids are introduced to it. There's 150 of them. And then the very first episode of the show, there's like, but here's this other one. Yeah, here's, po- here's <laughs> it's Pokemon. It's not in the game. Like, this is the- it's not one of the 150. And then they just kind of don't talk about it. You just see Ash look at the look at it fly away. I hope that they do something with that.
2: It, well, I don't remember what happened in Pokemon 2000. Was Ho-Oh not in that one? Did Ho never? Did that never come back around? But, the Ho's been back around a whole okay. bunch of different times, but like, I want them to do something with him and Ash. Like, okay. he's kind of
0: been there. With, like, Ash has seen him a couple times, and it usually symbolizes him moving to a new, uh, like new section of his journey. Yeah. Uh, like leaving companions behind to get like Brock and uh, Misty, Misty, like that type of stuff. Yeah. But I hope that they actually like really have a good moment with it. But legit, I hope that they just op him to hell. Like, he already is the world champion. Let's just fucking own it. Let's do some crazy shit, age skip him, and like, just tell us everything we want to hear. That, mm. Make Ash red. You know what I mean? The way that we think about red in the games. Yeah. Make fucking Ash catch him that. He goddamn
2: deserves it. He does. Shout out Ash catch him.
0: Story number two. Hideo Kojima shares Death Stranding two posters celebrating Kojima Productions seventh anniversary. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Metal Gear Solid creator Hideo Kojima has shared a new poster for Death Stranding 2 and a special thank you message to celebrate Kojima Productions' 7th anniversary. Uh, the celebrations kicked off with a tour of Kojima Productions' fancy new offices in Tokyo before Kojima himself appeared to tease a little more about its upcoming, his upcoming projects. The Death Stranding 2 poster was shared later and appears to show some sort of octopus locked in a containment pod. Credits to the game's cast also featuring uh, including names like Norman Reedus, Elle Fanning, and Troy Baker. Kojima Productions is celebrating its 7th anniversary, said Kojima in the clip. I'd like to thank everyone for their continued support. Have you had the chance to check out our latest title Death Stranding 2, which we revealed at the Game Awards? I promise to give you even more amazement and overall gaming experience than the first one. We hope you'll be excited about it. In addition to DS2, we're preparing a completely new game as well as some visual projects. Visual
2: projects? Visual projects. Uh,
0: I'm hoping to bring you more information on all those uh, of all of these next year.
2: That's a key important thing. Yes. Next year. Next year. Dropping some dates, dropping some times. Do you think, I imagine one of these visual projects he's talking about is the Death Reigning movie. That was just announced yesterday. Right. I think that fits into that, that description. A lot of interesting stuff here. I love the, the poster. Um, really cool. You got the, the pod with the tentacles in it, right. Where you would usually hold the the BB. And I think the implication here is that the BB went rogue (laughs) and turned into an octopus. Uh, so yeah, I think that looks, that looks really cool. Um, I don't think I've gotten to talk a lot about Death Stranding too since it got announced at the Game Awards, since oh, yeah. Yeah, y'all did the, the Game Awards, but I'm so excited for this. Um, I, I of course, played Death Stranding, the original one, like, when it released, but I only played, like, 18, 20 hours to never beat the game. But then earlier this year, uh, once I got my Steam Deck, I went back to it and replayed the whole thing on Steam Deck and got to the end of it and absolutely fell in love with the game. I love to see the return of Troy Baker to it because I think he gave me one of my favorite performances in that game uh, as the villain, like... He was incredible in that thing. I would love to see my guy, uh, Die Hard Man, come back because he also gave <laughs> one of the best performances I've seen in any video game ever. Uh, and so, yeah, like I'm, I'm so curious to see where they take it. You know, Kojima mentioning that uh, I promise to give you even more amazement and overall gaming experience in the first one. What does that mean? I love it. What are what are the the changes going to be? What are the updates going to be? Is it still going to be a walking delivering style of game? I would be totally down if it was right, but I wouldn't put it, put it past Kojima to find even a new genre to enter or a new genre to create tim what if this isn't a strand game what if what if he finds a new a new genre i think that could be exciting um but also yeah shout out to the fact that he's working on more stuff you know we had our predictions and also we've had announcements and rumors and stuff where in the Xbox showcase back during 93 uh Kojima came out and talked about his uh, collaboration with Xbox to do this cloud gaming thing um there's also been the logos and teases he's been doing right which seems mostly to point to Death Stranding 2 but you know we still have the theory of what if he's working on three games we know again the Xbox thing we now know officially Death Stranding 2 there is the overdose game that's been leaking is that the Xbox thing who knows right like uh, there, there's stuff there, there's still enough that's a mystery there that i'm very excited to see what the stuff pans out being
0: yeah absolutely I, something that i think is really interesting here is to my knowledge this is the first time i've seen them refer to it as death stranding 2 because we've only been really seeing ds2 ds2 and all the imagery and stuff yeah. but kojima here said death stranding 2 so not that like that's a surprise but knowing kojima and how he is like i'm surprised that see, they there's that Inconsistency, I guess. I,
2: I yeah, and I, I, I think they're gonna change the name. I think it's gonna be Death Stranding colon something. Mm. But I think they're trying to get DS two <laughs> out there to drive. <laughs> wait, 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 are you laughing at colon Kevin?
1: Yeah, Death Stranding colon something. Colon <laughs> as,
2: <laughs> as a name. <laughs> that could be. I mean, that could be. Yeah, who I, 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 who work, knows? Who knows? This kojima going
1: Through it all the time, right? In the trailers.
2: <laughs> but I think they're. They, I guess they do go through the colon in the trailers. I think
1: just to be clear, I think that's the trachea. I think they're going down the Death throat. Stranding
2: or Death Stranding trachea, baby um i think they're driving home Death draining 2 slash ds2 to get across the fact that no this is a sequel this is the next game in the franchise it's not a spin-off it's not a smaller game it is Death draining 2 but i think at some point we're going to get either Death draining colon i don't know the baby's a tentacle this time or Death draining mm-hmm. 2 colon um l fanning whatever yeah. it's called
0: I- i'm rooting for the baby's a tentacle this time cool <laughs> that that sounds great what's the abbreviation of that one uh tba tba <laughs> baby <Maybe> a tentacle
2: <laughs> bat that's <Death screening> bat <laughs>
0: uh and then yeah the other thing is there was a, a video of the showing off the kojima studios and like i i'm a little upset about this one because um they had reached out to greg you know, to, this, to do the vo it's... um of it but yeah kev can you play the video actually wait did they re- they reach out and, to, uh, greg to do the video skip forward a little bit no he's joking just a little bit Like going to like where we actually see the studio stuff.
1: Hmm. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Look at this shit. Look at this shit. Too far, you know. Yeah, that's too much.
2: What in the world? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. We're out there developing games in a space station. Like what the fuck? Very, very impressive. That's
1: insane. They're creating games in the future. Is that his private editing bay? You think?
0: I hope so. I really, really damn hope that that is his private editing back. There is a, a separate. This isn't the video I thought it was going to be. There's one that is like legit the hype video of them showing off the uh, the, the whole space in the studio. Uh-huh. And like I was joking. I'm okay. like, Imagine if it was Greg. Like uh, it is Kojima Productions, uh, isn't fact. it? <laughs> he was
1: just going to put photos. But like after he saw what we did, he was like, oh, I'll make a video. That's the same
2: set. You know?
0: Exactly. Exactly. God bless him. Love it so much. You, uh, go get him,
2: Kojima. His thing, right? What Konami did to Kojima, unforgivable, all right? Y'all fucked up. You should have treated my guy better. That said, like, if I'm Konami and Kojima walks up to me the, and he shows me the pictures, the constant pictures of what he wants his studio to be, I'm like, yo, get get out of my face, Kojima. No, I'm not paying for this. Yeah. You want an editing bay that's like a whole room that, it, that has LED lights and has like a giant theater screen? go to your office i, I love it, it. <laughs> i love
0: it dude <laughs> in the chat says that's the master bedroom good lord jesus that's if this is the spare bedroom that's that the is master the master bedroom, bedroom. That's yeah. funny. very wow, funny really good, good job really good. good job uh story number three everybody horizon multiplayer game confirmed by Gorilla. Let's go. This comes from Matt Perslow at IGN. Uh, Gorilla has confirmed that it is working on a multiplayer game set in the Horizon universe and that it will feature a brand new cast of characters and a new art style. In a job advertisement post on Twitter, the Amsterdam-based studio revealed that a new internal team is developing a separate online project set in Horizon's universe. Featuring a new cast of characters and a unique stylized look, friends will be able to explore the majestic miles of Horizon together. That is that right?
2: <laughs> i don't know that's what the news story says does it say miles the majestic it must milds oh right? yeah I mean, it, must it must be wild, oh, yeah, must must be be wild. wild. yeah yeah that yeah. must be a typo i <laughs> <laughs> love it
0: all right a rumor, okay, i never heard of a miles before but a rumor suggesting a multiplayer horizon game surfaced earlier this year but it's the first time that gorilla has confirmed such plans for the machine hunting series uh the job listings provide a little more context the narrative director Sorry, the narrative designer for the online project is required to tell a deep, complex story, suggesting this will likely not just be a match based multiplayer game. The game writers asked to pitch compelling ideas for quests, factions, and backstories, pointing to something that will be a game with at least similar narrative elements to those seen in the mainline series. Meanwhile, the lead combat designer for the game for the project will be responsible for creating a variety of enemies, machines, and humanoids that focus on exciting combat with cooperative elements. Gorilla notes in its Twitter post that it's continuing to create epic solo adventures for Aloy and so it can be assumed that a third mainline horizon game is also planned
2: let's freaking go i think this is awesome uh it points to how much sony sees value in uh horizon and not just sony right gorilla as well because i'm sure gorilla are the ones that are probably spearheading this but we're seeing a lot of horizon right like right now we're in the middle of you know we just got Horizon Forbidden West. We're about to get Horizon Call of the Mountain, the VR game. We know that there's a Horizon TV show in the works. And you're telling me that alongside another uh, single player Horizon, right? An epic solo adventure, as they put it in their job posting, we're also getting uh, uh, an online project. And they, then they also they also point to an external project, right? Like, there was a, a story, a new story, I want to say about a month ago. Yeah, November 8th. This comes from Kotaku, right? It was a report that there might be a Horizon MMO in the works, and this is the one that was talking about NCSoft, right? As first reported by MTN, a South Korean financials news site sources cl- uh, close to NCSoft and Sony explained that the two companies had entered into an agreement to create a new online game at NCSoft based on Sony's IP Horizon. As translated by Google, the report claims that the game has started early development, and that Sony and in- NCSoft are continuing to discuss their partnership and how to create the game, suggesting sony could help out with development the mtn report uh, says the still in development mmo sports the code name project h and that ncsoft is currently using that name in job ads as it begins to staff up to support the large project ncsoft previously published the mmo guild wars and has developed uh, its own online games as part of the uh, lineage series so i take that to mean that i think there are probably yeah three pro- three projects in the works right new single player horizon this horizon multiplayer game that's being worked on internally at gorilla and then also an a a horizon mmo which that's a lot and also you know could mean that horizon is going to make more and more money right they are trying to expand this franchise into something even bigger than it is and i'm serious i'm so curious to see if they're able to be successful in doing that
0: yeah 100 uh kev your slack noises are popping off just letting you know
2: Fuck yeah, they are. Fuck Woo-hoo! yeah, they are. Friday yeah. baby, <laughs> Friday baby. Can't <laughs>
1: stop it, can't stop it. Fuck it. Roger, Roger wants to be funny. You know what I mean.
2: Here's a couple of things that stick out to me as well, right? They're ta- talking about the guerrilla uh, <clears throat> multiplayer game that they're working on. Uh, it's set in the Horizon the universe. It'll feature a brand new cast of characters, mm-hmm. which is cool. I that's what I want. Um, I wonder if that means that it is. Uh, if you would, if you'd come to me and ask me. Hey, Grill's making a Horizon multiplayer game. What is it going to be? I would say, oh, I imagine it'll probably be like Monster Hunter. Maybe you'll make your own character, and you know, you're hanging out with like in like factions or whatever. You're taking missions. You're going out. and You're hunting big machines. Not that this, um, uh, d- you know, declines that from from happening or declines that from being uh, from uh, this from being that game. But I wonder if you are going to be playing like a mainline story that is a defined character. I wonder if they're trying to make more aloys of the world and yeah. more actually like main identifiable Horizon characters
0: you gotta imagine that's the goal right we're in a really interesting time right now where the industry is shifting we've talked about it so many times now into IP being so much more than just video games and we we we've talked about how Nintendo has it, uh, amassed this amazing cast of characters that they have that we see in Super Smash Brothers, right? That we could have even back in 1998, Super Smash Brothers 1, have a group of characters from a bunch of different games. And that meant so much to so many people because that's what video games were up until that point. There weren't many other games out there, right? Then we kind of see Nintendo continue to double down on that, have spin off after spin off after spin off to the point that spin offs now. A lot of them are their own core franchises mm. and they are just as loved and meaningful and core as the things that they spun off from to, to begin with we've seen playstation get to this point where they now have a cast of characters coming out with playstation all-stars battle royale and see how much of a joke that was but imagining what uh battle royale would look like now it is so night and day where they've got the stuff now they've got the stuff in droves they can make it happen um xbox still working on it but um, when it comes to PlayStation, I think that they're in such a unique place that Nintendo's not even at because of their technical mastery at this point of the characters and games and what they can even look like and uh the broad appeal of that on a more adult mainstream way. Where we got the Mario movie coming out next year. Nintendo's about to hit a whole new high that they've never even seen before. Yeah. Super Nintendo world dropping. This type of cross marketing is gonna be insane for Nintendo. PlayStation, we've already been seeing. In the last week, we've talked about Last of Us coming out, God of War being worked on uh, with Corey Barlog involved, all that. It's like, that's all great. Here, we now have Sony's kind of core franchises, and we're seeing them already be like, how can we Nintendoize this in 2023? Mm-hmm. How do we look at this as like, all right, there was Mario, but then there was also all these Mario sports titles, and Mario Kart, and yeah. Smash Brothers, and Mario RPG, and uh, you guys Mario get Party, yeah. All of it, right? and how they're like how do we do that for some of our characters and some of our games and i think that it's not as easy because they're not like plucky mascots that you can just kind of pluck into or drop into different genres like at the flip of a switch and it just makes sense and you're like okay cool i can buy that so finding games and genres that make sense for the last of us for uncharted for horizon for god of war I think is an interesting um dilemma for sony to be in and i think that they are clearly trying to do the right thing with it all you're talking about uh uh, ncie i think it was ncsoft uh ncsoft and all that it's like they're trying to partner the right groups with games and genres that make sense for the horizon characters the one thing here that kind of gives me pause is them saying uh (laughs) featuring a new cast of characters and a unique stylized look
2: yes that's the that's the next one i wanted to bring up because that also gave me pause because the visuals of horizon i think is one of the best things about it mm-hmm. right that is a good looking game and that is a world that i think is so well defined visually what up what i what i say i just looked is over it
0: it's just kevin
2: <laughs>
0: I, I just looked through the control window and he gives me this look of like like hey i'm trying to get your attention then he just goes
2: <laughs> <laughs> he got he gave me what was it he gave me the balls he gave you he gave me the balls
0: Huh? was that, uh, that you yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to give the balls. I can't do it. Got to give there the balls. We there
2: we go. Oh, no. Can I tell you? Uh, There's no, this is no offense to Kevin because I, I, Kevin I do, might take I offense to what I'm so, about to say. I do
1: this a lot. I do this a
2: lot. Yeah, Kevin has the balls. Oh yeah, I guess Kev does. That. Yeah. Kev does have balls. I
1: can't. I, I'm not. Oh, it hurts. It hurts to hold it that way.
2: Can I tell you that I came into work? with so much good energy mm-hmm. and i was like oh, i got my coffee i got my jack-in-the-box breakfast mm-hmm. i looked at the, i uh, you know finished making the doc for the show and i was like oh we got a great news stories to talk about we got great questions that mm-hmm. people wrote in with and like i was on 10 i was like dude we're about to have the best games daily ever and then it hit me that barrett wasn't coming in today <laughs> kevin was running the show <laughs> and my heart dropped I was like, "Oh shit! What's gonna happen? What Slack notifications are gonna <laughs> are gonna appear on the on the episode? What technical <laughs> hiccup is gonna happen?" And I say this with love, Kevin. I say this with love. But turn off your goddamn. St- <laughs> as we're on by one, as you're giving
0: this speech. Oh, I did it on purpose. I cut oh, no, mine oh, we're too. We're well aware. I- we're well aware, but um i will i, I want to give credit to to kevin's uh middle finger because i those are those are some quality balls that i can't those, get those are some quality balls yeah um where were we you know this is the show that we do here kind of funny games daily it is And to make this show happen bless we have sponsors like, we do have sponsors. actually <laughs> sponsor us to do this uh if you don't want to hear those sponsors you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny but for everyone else Shout out to Fixture Gaming for sponsoring this episode. The Fixture S2 is now available. It's a sturdy accessory mount that connects the Nintendo Switch OLED model to the Pro Controller. This mount was created specifically for the Nintendo Switch OLED model. We here it Kinda of Funny have been using the Fixture S1 for a very long time. It's been my go-to to play on the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. Both the S1 and S2 let you take your games anywhere while enjoying the Pro Controller's legendary precision and comfort. No longer will you suffer through Joy-Con Drift. The thoughtful design of the Fixture S1 and S2 can be seen in the patented 2 access system with sturdy metal hinges. Both the S1 and S2 can be used in tabletop mode. If you go to FixtureGaming.com, use code KINDAFUNNY, you'll get 5% off of your order. Fixture Gaming is also running a holiday sale on Amazon this week. From December 12th to 16th, get $5 off the Fixture S1 and Fixture S2, $5 off the carrying case bundles, and $10 off the ultra bundles featuring the Fixture S1, S2, the carrying case, and Fixture's gaming controller. So, check it out make sure you use promo code kind of funny shout out to me undies for sponsoring this episode who doesn't love getting new undies for the holidays nobody that's who me undies is your go-to spot for snugly, soft undies and more that all your loved ones will adore get merry and matching sets perfect for binge watching or holiday your way however you like with new limited edition prints you can try me undies and get 20 percent off your first purchase plus free standard shipping and free returns when you go to me undies.com kind of funny you know how much i love me I literally don't leave my house unless at least my undies and socks have that super soft micromodal fabric that I talk so much about. You can spend less time gifting and more time living with the new MeUndies Holiday Collection. MeUndies has something for every name on your list. You can shop classic plaids for dads, holiday sweater prints for fun friends, and the softest loungewear ever. All the cuddly ones in your life could need. Available in sizes extra small to 4XL, it's here for everyone. And you can get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee by going to slash kind of funny. That's meundiescom slash Funny. Shout out to Shopify for sponsoring this episode. We love Shopify here at Kind of Funny because we use it to run our very own slash store Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether your thing is vintage teas or recipes for ghee, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted, so your business keeps growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. And thank Thanks to 24 7 support and free libraries full of educational content shopify's got you every step of the way it's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with shopify and you will too when you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight do it with shopify the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe go on try shopify for free and start selling anywhere Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash kfgames, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash kfgames. Shout out to Policy Genius for sponsoring this episode. Life insurance is the type of thing you never hope you need, but the reality is mortgage payments, childcare, and other expenses don't disappear when you're gone. Policy Genius gives you a smarter way to find and buy the right coverage for you and your family. It was built to modernize the life insurance industry. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes and from top companies like AIG and Prudential in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $17 per month for $500,000 of coverage. And Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find options that offer coverage in as little as a week that are incentivized to recommend one insurer over another so you can trust their guidance. There are no added fees and your personal info is private. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net you deserve a smarter way to find it and buy it head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save that's policygenius.com and we're back everybody with story number four game awards viewership is up once again, this comes from Jeff Keeley on Twitter. This year, the Game Awards hit a new viewership milestone, 103 million live streams. Thank you for making this the most watched Game Awards in history. See you in 2023. Uh, on Twitter, The Game Awards delivered over 11.5 million video views of the live stream, with a 28% increase in conversation volume year over year, 33% increase in unique authors, and 31% increase in the Game Awards hashtag usage. The show trended number one worldwide, including all top five worldwide trends. The Steam Deck giveaway was definitely a big hit. On Steam, over 9.5 million unique customers viewed the Game Awards live stream, with a peak audience of over 850,000 concurrent users wow all of that's wild especially when you uh bring in the context of jeff before the show um i don't know if it was me and you on games daily time about this you might have been on your way already to the game awards Mm. but jeff put out this like big thread kind of like uh, a final state of the union going into this year's show and he was pretty much being like hey due to some of these reasons we don't expect this show to get more views than last year and, you know, kind of just setting the setting yeah. the stage so you can come here and be like, boom, motherfuckers. And that's like, exactly actually, what happened. No, we yeah. knocked that shit out of the park. But again, congrats to him, man. I think this is great. I am a huge supporter of the Game Awards and of uh, the work that Jeff's done. And he's being rewarded handsomely. And I feel like this is moving in a direction where um, I would say that it, it is undeniable that the Game Awards has only gotten better year after year and um especially when you take into consideration the pandemic and everything and how everything had to shift and change and this being the first real game awards we've had since 2019 um i feel like this uh is a really good sign of things to come in the future
2: oh yeah yeah i'm very excited to see uh, where the game awards uh, go from here Uh, i think you mentioned that also next year will be the the 10th uh mm-hmm. game awards which is really exciting i want to see jeff do something special for that i would love uh either a video package or like some kind of thing to like really cement hey we've done this for a decade now like this is 10 years of this uh, and we're doing the damn thing and we're only getting better i'm um, also excited to see like what jeff's other shows uh grow into being right like i would love to see both uh opening night live at gamescom and then a- also uh summer game fest's kickoff or like whatever he's calling it this year i would like to see both those shows uh grow as well right and, and uh get better is kevin is what i'm looking at on no, the tv i'm working on other stuff gotcha what? um but yeah i would love to see that stuff grow and get better right and like i'm very excited like, i'm at the point where whenever we're approaching one of Jeff's shows i'm excited to see what it is like i'm yeah. excited to see you know what it, like what does summer game fest kickoff look like this year what does opening night live look like this year yeah absolutely like yeah it's
0: Personally, I think that three shows a year is too much. uh, And I think that it's going to show in all three of the shows uh, ability to like really bring the heat and like have that energy all in one place. But the industry's changed where there isn't just E3 and that's it. It's like, like how wild is it that over the last 10 years, Jeff has turned December into a major announcement month. We expect major announcements at the end of the year, every year. And that's single handedly because of Jeff right yeah uh and now that we we have Summer Game Fest kind of taking that E3 area and then uh Gamescom with opening night live like opening night live to me is the one that I think needs the most work. Um, because summer game fest, I think has the most room to improve. Um, I think it's going to improve dr- dramatically next year. Uh, but I think like opening night Live is the one that needs to find its identity a bit more. Um, but it serves a great audience in person somewhere that shows like this normally don't happen. And, uh, being able to have a different group of people in the same room, I think is uh, a really
2: powerful thing for the gaming community. But, um, I haven't been wowed by any of the opening night lives, uh, yet overnight live i think is the weakest of the three shows and that might be just because it is like it's in collaboration with gamescom mm-hmm. uh maybe I, I think that is a weird time for big announcements right because it's right before the fall and it's after game or after e3, e3 game the Fest Fest,
0: before game award
2: exactly right and so it's like what is left to announce for the fall at that time especially when you know playstation usually does a playstation showcase in september uh xbox Usually does uh, showcase like not that far long before, right? You know what is left to show up at opening night live. um But I, I I could, I could see it growing though. I, you know, I do like the idea of doing three shows a year. I think it is a lot. I do think that, you know, Game Awards. I don't think suffers much uh, much from it. Like I feel like every time we get to Game Awards, Game Awards is still a banger show. I think it always has room for improvement, and there are things that that um, Jeff could do to like, you know, improve it, improve it year to year. But I don't, I don't even think it's a content problem at this point, right? I think it is just figuring out timing, maybe shortening it up a little and figuring out all the fine details of making the game awards the best that it can be. Uh, Open Night Live and, so, and even, even taking to Summer Game Fest, right? that show has only been going two years at this point. I think we just got the second one with mm-hmm. this last one. And I'd say both of those have been pretty good. You know, the first one we got Elden Ring, I forget what the big announcement of this last one was. I guess we this what? last
0: one wasn't that great. This was the one that we gave a two out of five. Okay. But again, it's all it's context of everything of like where we are, where gaming is, what games have been out, what games have already been announced, all of that stuff. Yeah. Where it's like, I do think that like we're still game awards are a cemented thing that we understand because it's been going now for nine years, coming on 10, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Summer Game Fest, specifically the kickoff show. All of that is so new in this new battle for dominance of destroying E3. Yes. So I feel like there's going to be this, like, really awkward transition period that we're going to see them kind of go back and forth, and eventually we'll it'll net out, I'm hoping, in a clean answer in the same way. We're right? like, we know the game awards are happening. Like, that is that is what it is. Whereas right now, it's like, cool, there's E3, there's Summer Game Fest, there's IGN Summer of Gaming, there's GameSpot's Summer dippity Doodah. like, yeah. everybody has some shit, and it's just, it's noise.
2: But, I mean, I think right now... The real battle of summer, really, the early summer, really, is between Jeff Keely and E3. And like, I for one, I like a a good battle. (laughs) Kevin, what is that? What was that?
1: Uh, I'm I'm prepping stuff for the stream afterwards. Gotcha. Wouldn't pause the audio, even though I hit mute.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I like a good battle, Mm Tim. I like I like a good fight for dominance. And so, whenever I see any of like the, you know, E3 announces what they're doing, and then immediately the, the, the same day later in the day, Jeff's like, "Oh, this is what we're doing." I think it's fun. I like good competition. I think that's going to make both of, the, both of them have to actually be better and compete, right? None of them can rest on their laurels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so even though I think, you know, in the grand scheme of Jeff's year-round plan, we could see things improve overall, I think we are getting there. I think year to year, we're going to see things, things get better. Yeah, I absolutely agree.
0: Uh, story number five, Henry Cavill's working on a Warhammer 40K series for Amazon. This comes from Boris Kitt at The Hollywood Reporter, the actor who Wednesday officially hung up his Man of Steel cape after Warner Brothers announced it's going in a new Superman direction thanks to DC Studios head James Gunn and Peter Safran, is attached to star in and executive produce a series adaptation of Warhammer 40K, the popular science fiction fantasy miniature war game. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, what part. look what, what got you? There's just so
0: many fucking words. Popular <laughs> science fiction fantasy miniature war game. <laughs> like I, it is what it is. That it is, is what exactly is. what that is. But god damn Dolly. Uh, I was gonna say, Golly, it's fucking Friday, y'all. It's the it's last. It's the year. last
2: kind of funny games daily of the
0: year. Amazon has secured rights to the game produced by Games Workshop after months of negotiations and fending off rival companies that also sought the rights. This is envisioned as a potential film and TV play. No writers or showrunners are attached. Vertigo Entertainment's Roy Lee and Natalie Viscuso teamed up with Cavill to secure the rights and deliver it to Amazon. Uh, It's great news and we're absolutely thrilled. We're working with fantastic I've never seen this word in my life, bless.
2: Here we are. I, I didn't follow along.
0: <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. It's it's great news. We're absolutely thrilled. We're working oh, with a fantastic
2: tri- uh, triumvirate. You never, heard... triumvirate. <laughs> you never heard of a triumvirate? Bro? I haven't. I have not. In hand... <laughs> I'm, I'm lying. I've never heard of a triumvirate either. I'm looking up to see how it's actually pronounced. Thank you. And what does it mean? Hold on. Hold on. Oh, I got to turn my volume up.
0: Okay, you nailed it. You nailed it. What, what, what is it though?
1: Oh, I don't know if it'll go through the gate. Uh, let me turn the gate off.
2: Triumvirate. Are they hearing that? One triumvirate. A triumvirate. Uh, triumvirate is a group of three men holding power in particular. <laughs> the, the unofficial coalition of Julius Caesar, Pompey, okay. and Crassus in 60 BC.
0: Okay, so they are referring to... Henry Cavill, Vertigo and Amazon <laughs> as the triumvirate. All right. Cool. Uh Henry's well-known love of Warhammer 40K and his passion as a world builder and storyteller will serve us all well in the coming years. Finally Warhammer will make it to the screen as the fans have hoped and as they deserve. Exciting times, uh says the creative director of GAW. Warhammer is akin to Dungeons and Dragons, blah blah blah. We don't need to get into all that. Um so there we go. So there you go. Very interesting. Couple things I want to shout out here. Mm-hmm. I love that this is Henry Cavill being like, "I want to do this. I bl- yeah. I love this, and I want to make this happen." I think that's rad. I also think it's rad that uh, with the the era of streaming content and stuff, the rules are kind of out the window of like what counts as like premiere content, whether it's movies, TV shows, is it on TV, is it on streaming X Y Z, and like as Kevin infamously likes to point out, Disney fucked Pixar. Uh, there is still a lot of like Fuck things sad. going on with this, but it's sad Tim. To... Um, To look at Henry Cavill, who is a bona fide like Hollywood movie superstar, Mm -hmm. to see him do this much TV I think is really interesting and I think a very positive sign for um, how important television is and how important series are that it's not just movies or it doesn't matter. It's Mm -hmm. like we are are at an age that TV is – is there's more prestige television than ever that's not to say everything's perfect but there are more higher quality shows than we've ever had before and to see big 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 name actors like henry cavill like lead those shows like the witcher being an example i think is uh is, is really cool
2: yeah one thousand percent yeah and this is one of those ones where this is like barely a video game news story because warhammer is the what, what was it the um miniature war here we go the popular science fiction fantasy miniature war game um you know like It's the fact that, you know, this is adjacent enough to video games that, like, and this is a big enough news story in terms of what is happening here, right, and Henry uh, Henry Cavill being involved, that it's like, yo, let's talk about this, because... This is fantastic, right? Like, this is going to expose, like we talked about in, in terms of any adaptation, this is going to expose a whole new audience into what Warhammer is. I'm somebody who's been looking for an opportunity to get into any, any sort of Warhammer thing because whenever I see 40K pop up on screen, I'm like, that looks really cool. I want to know more. Henry Cavill is enough to get, uh, uh, enough to get me in. Oh, yeah. And so, oh, yeah. yeah, shout out. And also shout out to Henry Cavill for, like, getting roles because, like, it's been a rough, a rough go between uh, leaving The Witcher and then also losing on, a super, on the Superman role uh i think warhammer is a a, a really nice next step for him it
0: is kev um at on the kind of funny games daily doc i in the story i added a link that i'd like to pull up i don't know the context of all this i think it is just a very 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 wild coincidence it
2: is i'm pretty sure it is yeah
0: Um, But on December 14th, uh, which is a couple days ago now, so two days ago, when they announced that Henry Cavill is no longer going to be Superman, uh, Raul Coley, the homie, uh, tweeted out, Hey, Henry, fuck it. Let's make a Warhammer movie slash limited series. Kind regards, Raul. Uh, Okay, but if this hits 40K likes, then that's it. It has to be made. It's the law. Um, It got 175,000 likes. Yep. Um, Good for you, Raul. That's fantastic. But then this was announced two days
2: later. Like, like, literally a day later, actually. This was announced yesterday, this Warhammer thing. Like, what? I, I think that is the universe doing its damn thing. But also, y'all got to get Raul Coley involved. In get that. well, him in. Like,
1: maybe he is involved in, like, you know, light I, teasers.
0: I don't think he would do that. Like, I, maybe, maybe. But, like, I, that sounds – I hope that that's the case. I hope more than anything Raul is involved with this, specifically because Oh, fucking loves this shit. Mm. Like, this is his favorite thing, man. If you follow him on any social media, like he's always painting the miniatures. Like, I think it's super rad that he is that invested in a hobby and that if this opportunity turns out again, I, I don't know where this is at officially, but I'm rooting for you. I, think I it, hope this happens. I think we
2: will see Rahul in this Warhammer series, whether it's season one or season two. If the, if it, the offer comes later on, I think he'll make an appearance. I think it has to happen.
0: Chad's saying he clarified a follow up tweet that he's not involved at all, but I hope that changes. I really, really hope. I think changes. it
2: will. I think it will.
0: Yeah, God, that would be cool. Um, moving
2: on. Oh God. I can read this one. It's should, a long one. Should we? I mean, I I can't. Here, I got you. because this. It, I think it's enter- entertaining. Uh, oh, I, I can read it. You got I, it. I, I got, All it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got it. Tim's got it.
0: I have a holiday story. Okay, this is a, a writing from Gage, aka Luke Shot. Luke shot first. Uh, I have a holiday story that's very San Francisco I thought you all might enjoy. I was about 22 and living in the Sunset District with six other friends in this big house up near the Moraga Lookout. That year, most of my friends were were out of the house for the holiday weekend, visiting family in various parts of the country. My friend Jordan and I were the only ones who stuck around. We were feeling a bit lonely on Christmas Eve and decided to go out and get drunk wherever we could find that was open around the city to cheer ourselves up. We looked up online what the vibe was and what places were staying open. Japantown ended up looking like it had... Uh, the most options. So we hopped on Muni and headed down Geary to find a bar and get some noodles. We stopped at this spot in the mall and got, and got noodle bowl, noodle bowls and beers. And it was excellent. After a few rounds, I got up to use the bathroom. I went through a door that seemed like it would lead to a bathroom, but it led down this weird hallway. Instead. I heard music, loud music coming from a door at the end of the hallway. I decided to check it out. It turned out to lead to the speakeasy karaoke bar filled with people drinking and being very merry. I had this exact same sit- – this happened to me Wait, in really? the same exact spot. No this way. same lead in story to get there, but I, in Japantown, trying to go to a bathroom, ended up in a karaoke bar. That's awesome. And then me and all my friends went in and just hung out all night <laughs> singing. Were we all Are hanging you out hate? together? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I was stoked. I ran back to Jordan and told him about it. We paid our bills and made our way into the speakeasy. We got a seat at the bar. We were the only white people – there, everyone else was Japanese. We looked through the book of songs and found that almost all the songs were Japanese songs, including anime and video game tunes. We were hyped. We decided we'd sing the opening theme from Pokemon, one of the greatest theme songs of all time, and we killed it. Was this you that wrote? wrote this did article? I write this? Was this me? <laughs> uh, we had the whole room singing with us, and afterward, everyone cheered. It was a blast. After we sang, we began talking to these two girls at the bar. We flirted and hit it off. We all ended up getting a table, and before you know it, the two of them were headed back to our place with us in a cab. Plus, what did you put it? Why is this on Games Daily? <laughs> It Why is this you, it part loo- of the Warhammer loo- story? Loo- back to Warhammer, trust We me. had a few more beers all together back at the house, and then the girl I had been vibing with uh, more led me out of the living room and towards my room. We started to get hot and heavy. Plus, what the fuck? <laughs> it come back around to Warhammer, trust me. We started to get hot and heavy, and before you know it, we were about to do the dang thing. Right before I went down, she stopped me <laughs> holding up her hand and said, One day we will sleep together, and it will be amazing. But that day is so far away. If
2: I want to know what came to vomit shops, where would I look? Well, you would look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kinda Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday.
3: <laughs> I had to
2: include it. I had to make no. read it. I had to make oh, you read it. Fuck. I was like, we're not we're not blowing past this one because it is such an entertaining story. And also, Luke... uh, yeah. uh <laughs> Gage, a.k.a. Luke Shot first, wrote in and said, oh, by the way, all that is true. Like, that is a very true I mean, story. Yeah, that made. sounds like a true story. And t- real talk, like, uh-huh.
0: I did have that same thing happen where I know exactly where he's talking about. I forgot about the place. It's been probably 15 years since I've been there. Wow. We should go. Oh yeah. We got to let's do dude, it. I'm down. Hell yeah. Um uh, I don't know about the last part though, but dude, I'm down. I'm yeah. down for the rest of it. The- <laughs> God, it's been a while since we've had one of those swerve <laughs> swerve ones. I didn't even see it coming. I need
2: to be honest with you I didn't know. I was like I do not know if he's was right ahead and I, then no I did not I did not see not. that coming. I did as soon not see as
1: you start, I was like, "Oh, I I know where this is going." And then <laughs> it just kept going. It
0: kept going. And, and it kept going. Was, and eventually
1: I was like, "It can't be that. This is too long."
0: What I love about it is I'm reading it and like there's some some spicy things being said and I'm like, I'm just trusting that Bless read this first (laughs) because I'm just reading at this point. Anyway, that was fantastic, man. Uh you'd go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform. Oh, you already fucking said it out today. Resident Evil 7, Biohazard on Switch. Uh how? I don't know. <laughs> like that—that that can't be right. I, I swear to God that this game has come out on the Switch
2: ten times already. <laughs> I, I can double. I can look. Actually, I think you're right. I feel like I remember doing this on Switch.
0: Yeah, I'm looking it up. So that's really weird. Um, the Fantastic Kitty Roo on PC. SCP Keeter early access on pc uh iron lung on switch panda punch on pc and switch wrecky on xbox one and series x sucker for love first date on switch and four new games have been added to the sega mega drive slash genesis library on nintendo switch online golden axe 2 virtual fighter 2 alien storm and columns
2: yeah I columns. Believe Res- this resident evil 7 thing seems accurate it seems accurate i think it's just the fact that many other resident evil games have also come to switch via cloud because you've gotten Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil 2, and Resident Evil 3. Mm. Mm. All via cloud. Via cloud gaming. Yeah. Well, there you go.
0: Um, we got a fun little question here. Oh, God. There's a lot of questions I want to get to, but we're not going to be able to do them all. I want to do this first one, though, for sure. Oh, yeah. The, you, the, you first one, the second
2: one isn't even, isn't even like a question.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with the first one. Marco Hutchins writes in and says, hey, guys, I wrote this question in previously, and you guys seem to enjoy it. What do you think will be the favorite game of the year in 2023 for every member of Kind of Funny? Here's my predictions: Tim will be an unannounced Mario game or Final Fantasy 16. Greg will be Spider Man 2. Bless will be The Last of Us: Factions or Starfield. Andy will be Hollow Knight: Silk Song. Mike Redfall. Joey Disney Dreamlight Valley. Cool Greg Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. Uh, Barrett Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Kevin, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Nick, Hogwarts Legacy. Roger, Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. I chose a different game for every person just to highlight how many awesome games are expected to come out next year. But we all know everyone's actually going to pick Zelda. So feel free to choose the same game for multiple people. Oh. It's pretty interesting.
2: Uh, I like, like this. I don't know. Th- Do You feel like Zelda yours is my accurate. Answer.
0: I don't think Zelda's my answer.
2: Really? You don't think yeah. Zelda
0: is your answer? I can't wait for Zelda. But mm-hmm. I am at a place where... <sighs> This sounds like such a stupid, hypocritical thing to say, but
2: I simultaneously. It was, it's, it's, it's to celebrate what your game of the year is going to be.
0: I simultaneously ex- like expect uh, Tears of the Kingdom to be Did the he's game. Purpose, oh, the yeah. He's oh, doing yeah. it on
2: purpose, by the way. He's doing
0: it on purpose. I expect it to be the best game ever made because it has to be. Mm. But at the same time, I'm like, I just, I can't, I don't expect it to be Breath of the Wild, because Breath of the Wild is Breath of the Wild. But I didn't expect Ragnarok to be God of War, because God of War was God of War, and Ragnarok
2: was God of War. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. <sighs> I'm still going to say Zelda Tears of the Kingdom for you. You think? I think so. Well, see, I mean, again, I uh, Pokemon
0: just proved me the fuck wrong, so... And I'm not even going to be wrong about this. It's just it's a very 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 lofty goal for Tears mm-hmm. of the Kingdom to be as special and good as um, Breath, Breath of the Wild. Wild. Yeah. And I think that unlike God of War, from God of War 2018 to Ragnarok, there a PS5 happened, and I played on PS5. It's not a PS5 exclusive, but the tech worked, and it was only better than the last version that I played in mm-hmm. 2018 on my PS4 Pro. I'm probably going to be playing Tears of the Kingdom on the same goddamn Switch that I played Breath of the Wild on. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, if there's a new Mario game, hey, probably, that's probably a, a likely contender for me. Um, Final Fantasy 16, I'm a little less, like, sure of. I'm hopeful for but mm-hmm. I don't know that that's going to be, like, the the one for me. What but about Spider-Man Seven 2, Rebirth? I mean, there, I don't know, man. It's about uh-huh. to be a really dope year for me. So I don't know that I have one that I'm like... That's going to be the favorite for for Game of the Year. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's obviously too early to tell. But if we do get a new 2D Mario, I expect to be blown away by a 2D Mario. Wow. Because we haven't had one in so long. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, we haven't had one with a new art style in even longer. And Nintendo just hasn't made a 2D Mario while everyone else has been making 2D games. 2D platforms have been popping off. There's been so many great ones on the indie side, on the, like, higher scale side of even things like uh, um, ukulele right um which like i wouldn't call that indie necessarily it has a kind of a different vibe to it um so i think nintendo if they if and when they do a new 2d mario they know that they need to bring the fucking stuff wow. be like no we are the 2d masters
2: all right i'm still hmm. I'll, I'll i'll do i'll do for me right uh, hop to, because uh, in the question marco mentions uh he thinks for me it's gonna be last of his factions or starfield which you know I respect how much you know me in the idea that I talk about factions all the time, and also I'm very much a Bethesda RPG person. I cannot wait for Starfield, but I think it's going to be a tall order for anything to to beat out Tears of the Kingdom for me, right? And I think the, the Tears of the Kingdom biggest its biggest opposition is itself. I agree with everything you say, right? In terms of Breath of the Wild is Breath of the Wild, right? And like there are so many things that make that game special, and I, I, one of those things for me was the fact that. I was playing that game on a brand new Nintendo hardware. That was fantastic, right? We're coming off of the Wii U. I'm picking up my Switch for the first time. The Switch works as advertised. It's an incredible experience. And then also, I have this Zelda game that is doing everything I love when it comes to open world games. And it works and it has a physics system that I love and also has the puzzles that I love, right, in terms of the shrines. Breath of the Wild did so much for me and... Honestly, like, if you give me more Breath of the Wild, that will probably still do a lot for me. But it is going to be the thing of, does it feel as special as when I picked up that first game? I think that uh, will be the difficulty with it. But, yeah, I think uh, if it's not Breath of the Wild, or if it's not Star- Tears of the Kingdom, I could see it being Last of Us Factions uh, if Last of Us Factions hits, which I think could be a tall order. It is not easy to make a fantastic multiplayer game. But I love the Last of Us World. Last of Us 1 It is now, like, one of my favorite games ever. Um, and I love Last of Us Factions as well, so yeah like hopefully that hits and then starfield if starfield is a 9 out of 10 game 10 out of 10 game then that'll be a top two game of the year for me i like easily right like that is the game that i need to come through and hit and like be you know be my everything uh mm. it's one of my most anticipated game of, games of the year right it's probably my top three um and so yeah that's my those are my picks for me but then going going through the list you know marco says greg spider-man 2 do you agree I mean, maybe, right? Like, again, it's it's weird where we're talking about some of these
0: sequels where the expectations are simultaneously so high and expected. We just expect them to be great because yeah. they've proven that they're great. Um, so, yeah, it's hard to be like, it's going to be the favorite game of the year for some of these things that are, are a bit more known quantity. What I'm more interested in is, like, Mike with Redfall. Snowbike, so Mike, you're over there. Just just from over oh, You Actually, come on, come on. Get, get over, over here. Get over, over here. here. So the what what do you what is your favorite to be your favorite game next year?
3: Spider-Man. Oh, really? Oh. oh yeah, 100%. Uh, I actually booted up Miles Morales this week and just swinging around the neighborhoods is just so much fun. So it will go Spider-Man, Starfield which blessing you said so well. I expect that to be a game of the generation. I have high hopes wow. and expectations for Bethesda, and I think they need to nail this. That will probably be my most critical game out of the list where it's like, oh, I'm going to be real hard on you, you know? And then Redfall, actually, surprisingly enough, for that viewer, right? And that is very low on my list. I actually have very low expectations for that. I think that will be a weekend, one-and-done game and never played again for me. I know the pedigree of arcane i think we're all expecting something really fun on the gameplay side of things but when i look at that and we look at the games before that right then i know everybody's gonna get mad or you can't compare it to back for blood or left for dead but it's like those kind of style of games those are the hey one weekend warrior session with my homies and then we're done we never talk about it we never play it and like that style the cartoony look of it all like just doesn't vibe with me so Redfall, surprisingly very low on my list compared to everything else those are my game. Go.
0: I love it. Spider Man Two for Mike.
3: My... There it is. That's a fun, unexpected thing. Um,
0: yeah. Then going through, I feel like uh, Joey Disney Dreamlight Valley. Absolutely, that makes sense. She's <laughs> loving that game and hearing her talk about it and like the updates that they're doing. Like she's legitimately like enthralled by it. So mm. that's pretty damn awesome. Cool, yeah. Greg. Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. That's an interesting pull. I love that pull. I, I can't wait for Cool Greg and Hogwarts Legacy. I oh, feel like yeah. there is the potential for him. And he, my brother doesn't play games like that. Like period. Like he doesn't play modern games. You know. I could see him just
2: getting sucked into this world. Yeah, he might, he might platinum Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's that's really exciting. Yeah, Andy Holleneye and Silk Song. I could see that, or yeah. I could see I can see it being the surprise of um, armored Armor Armor core. core. I
0: mean, it, th- the thing about Andy is th- there's no predicting at this point when it comes to being a gamer. He is a gamer through and through. Everybody willing to put himself out there, willing to try new things, willing to convert from the controller to the mouse and keyboard. You know what I mean? Mm. He'll do it all. So. Never put Andy in a box.
2: Never put Andy, never never put Andy in a box. And then yeah, Barrett Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Honestly, I can see it. I can see. It. Of course, Barrett loves Star- some Star Wars, and Jedi Survivor looks like it's about to be fantastic. Was, Gen- was Jedi Fallen Order his game of the year twenty nineteen? Do you remember? Uh,
0: I I'm gonna assume was, it was. Persona twenty nineteen. No, um,
2: so it was probably <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, probably. Kevin oh, Barrett's not here. If yeah. he was here,
0: he'd be fucking yeah, busted he would bust in. through
2: the door. <laughs> uh, Kevin, Assassin's Creed Mirage. I can see that. That, that. that can make sense. I think either that or Hogwarts Legacy. I think uh, I can see. I think uh, Kevin might be excited for that one. Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, no, there's the other one though. Breath of the Wild probably has the highest. Oh chance, yeah. I mean, I could not. Like, I literally had to stop playing that game because it was affecting my work performance.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I. It, you know, I, 120 hours in like a week and a half or like two weeks it's that's insane that's my thing too is I, I was that way with breath of the wild where i put in like 90 hours 100 hours within the span of like only like a month maybe maybe a few weeks mm-hmm. um yeah ridiculous hours about to be putting into that game and then yeah the uh, nick hogwarts and then roger is Zeld- i don't know nick's taste that much i'll just assume whatever the next call of duty is um and then roger i roger is a wild card as well I, yeah. roger could be anything
0: yeah 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 for sure yeah um kebabs writes in with the final statement of the year i just want to give a big thank you and congratulations to kind of funny this has been an incredible year for you guys with a shiny new studio plenty of laughs and good times already you're a staple of my daily routine and i'm proud to be a kind of funny best friend more than ever also shout out to my homies in the youtube chat aka the kf breakfast club thanks and keep being awesome kebabs Thank you, Kebabs. And thank everybody hanging out in the Breakfast Club. I love that. Uh, but also just everybody that supports us any which way possible, including by going to kindoffunny.com slash to correct things that we get wrong as we get them wrong. Let me tell you, um, mm-hmm. uh,
2: Yesterday you told me that I should watch um, Mythic Quest. Yeah. And I picked it back up. I watched episode two yesterday. Rather uh-huh. I watched Sonic Crime, actually. Um, and that in that episode, the character played by uh, Danny Putty Mm-hmm. he uh like he's the financial lead on whatever game they're making right and like one of his co-workers pisses him off and so he's like and the co-workers basically like we don't need you whatever whatever and so he leaves and then chaos erupts right and it was his way of like in a very petty way trying to show the world that like hey man you fuck with me i fuck with you and let me tell you kevin coelho's Danny putty oh my god <laughs> that's kevin coelho it. i can see that's it. kevin coelho right there
0: yeah and oh with the way the character goes <laughs> I love that, and it fits. It fits pretty well. Mythic Quest is awesome. You guys should check it out on Apple uh, TV Plus. It's uh, season three is going now. Last night's episode, bless, yep. might be the series best. Really? Oh my god, they all did right. a good job. They did a fantastic flashback episode. Um, but anyways, you're wrong. There's a lot of people saying some spoiler stuff that I don't want to get into for some Pokemon things. But I appreciate you all. Um, otherwise, next week we're off the week after that we're off and then we'll return like i said tuesday january 3rd with way more kind of funny goodness um all the shows will be gone the next two weeks but i know greg's doing a, a bunch of uh, he's planning to do the greg ways um yes. throughout the the break so stay tuned for that um, a lot of fun announcements there and, and and just things, life updates and whatever it is. Um, but bless. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you this year. Been amazing to be actually with you in a studio again. Yeah. You've really come into your own over the years. I, I see clips of us uh, in the old studio and I'm just blown away by how just like I grew hair. You grew hair, but like it's more than that, too. You grew into to where you belong, which is right here next to me
2: on this show. Hell yeah. Tim, I appreciate uh, – I love doing the show with you, of course. Like, it's, it's funny seeing our weeks change and then also like, us adapt to it and also it become a whole different vibe that I yeah. think has even gotten better because it was us on Mondays for, what, the first half of the year, and then we transitioned to now being the end of the week. And honestly, like you can put us on any day of the week. We're going we're gonna to rock that we shit. We bring that energy. We're going to bring that energy. I, I love it. And with that,
0: it's been our pleasure to serve you.